You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here, along with our MLB.com Braves reporter, Mark Bowman. And, Mark, we continue to dig into the roster of the Braves spring training coming up fast. Uh, so we're going to talk about the bullpen, which is maybe the least secured and and clearly laid out position as far as this Braves roster goes. Um, a lot of familiar names from a year ago. Um, the question mark is, I guess, where they all fit into things. Um, and when you talk about a bullpen, I guess you start with the closer, and Jim Johnson seems like he's that guy. Um, pitched 65 games a year ago, the ERA a little over three. Um, he's a guy who's closed a lot in his career. He's had up-and-down stints in his career as far as effectiveness, but where does he fit in as far as the Braves? How confident are they in him in a ninth inning? You know, I, I think that uh, last year was, was a fitting example. You just didn't, didn't know what to expect from Jim Johnson. Or let's even go back two years ago. Let's go back two years ago when he's coming off uh, this, you know, the season where he spent with the A's and the Tigers and the, the Braves getting, you know, for a, a bargain price. Um, they lure him to Atlanta with the, the opportunity to um, work with a former sinker baller, um, Roger McDowell, and he and Roger had a great relationship. And and I think that you, you saw Jim Johnson pitch effectively when he was in Atlanta. He went to L.A. Uh, midway through the, that 2016 season with a trade and struggled. Uh, is that just fact that he was away from from Roger not necessarily you know I'm not going to say that there was an injury there but at the same time he just wasn't the same Johnson has has proven to be a guy who who, he finds some comfort spots uh it it appears you know he obviously was comfortable pitching in Baltimore in Atlanta and I think that's why he signed the two-year deal there on the last day of the regular season um at the time the Braves said he'd be their closer the interesting thing obviously was a few days later they got rid of Roger McDowell. So, uh, look, Jim Johnson's been around the block long enough. He knows he knows how to fix himself. But at the same time, just a year ago, he starts off the season so poorly that they send him to the uh, – they put him on the disabled list with what was essentially a phantom injury just to, to get him down to Orlando to work on things for about a month. And when he did come back up in June, uh, he did pitch effectively through the rest of the season and handled that closer's role, especially after Rhodes Biscayino got hurt. And – um, you know, if if Johnson struggles, this guy, you know, if he's healthy, uh, what we saw of him at the end of 2015, beginning of 2016, you know, he was a guy who can handle that closer stroll. So there's there's a lot of depth in this bullpen, but at the same time, uh, you you can't just roll the dice and say they're going to pitch as, effect, as effectively as they did during the final two months of last season. So so there has to be some depth, and the Braves have uh, have tried to create some depth. Uh, with, with some non-roster invitees. You mentioned Vizcaino, and is he the, you know, he's the setup guy, I guess, as long as Johnson is effective in the closing role. Yes, yeah, yeah. He would be there. You know, you, you've got him right there, and you've got Mauricio Cabrera and Jose Ramirez are, are very interesting in the, fact, in the fact that, you know, he entered last year saying there's two guys that can, you know, basically light up any radar gun, Cabrera especially. He's the one guy who challenged Chapman uh, for uh, top radar readings on a daily basis. But, uh, you know, at the same time, we don't have a – they haven't been around the block long enough for us to say, okay, they're going to continue this first strike. Now, yes, they they made the, the proper adjustments last year. You hope they come back and, 
and are that guy. But at, at this stage of their career, you, you have to remember what they're not too far removed from being a couple guys. And you said, can they ever get out of the uh, minors and throw enough strikes to stay at the big league level? Ramirez was uh, DFA'd at the beginning of last year. He was put on the roster because he was that option. He passes through waivers. And he made the right adjustments at AAA. Cabrera made a successful jump from, from double A. Um, those two guys are there, but, uh, you know, that that's why, you know, you'd like to think that they're going to pitch as effectively as they did. You'd like to think that uh, Rivero's uh, Rule 5 pick from the Cubs is going to step in and, and be what you hope he'd be. But at the same time, you know, the Cubs didn't protect him for a reason. Um, you know, obviously they, they do have a deep system, and, you know, you, you want to go pick from the best if you can in Rule 5, but at the same time, you know, he's, he's, in, he's far from a long shot. So I think that's why you, you've seen the Braves go out and get a guy like Blaine Boyer last week, uh, bring in a guy who, who has pitched effectively. He hasn't missed a lot of bats over the last few years, but but his ERA speaks for itself. And, uh, you know, he's coming off two consecutive seasons with 60-plus appearances. He's really excited to, to come home uh, and pitch in Atlanta. So I, I, I got a feeling that he's going to fit in that bullpen mix some way, somehow, uh, even if you – you, you throw in that Josh Coleman is probably going to be a long guy there. Ian Kroll is going to be the lefty. Ian didn't get a lot of lefties out last year. Or, well, let's put it this way. He wasn't as effective against lefties as you'd like maybe your your top lefty guy to be. But uh, at the same time, he was uh, overall uh, pretty effective once he came back up from the minor league level. He started the year with triple A. So you're looking, you know, the more I talk and, and explain where these guys were at some point last year, you see why, yes, there's depth. Yes, they do have a lot of options, but at the same time, you know, exactly how effective these options uh, remain are, it remains to be seen how how uh, similar they pitched to the way they did at the end of last year when this bullpen was pretty good. You mentioned Kroll, and he threw 63 games uh, last year for this team. There's a guys that got a lot of experience last year, as you mentioned, as well. And I think you pretty much rattled off all the names that are going to be involved there. But when you look at the, the rotation of this team and the amount of different arms there are there in the rotation with the additions of R.A. Dickey and Bartolo Colon and what that has meant to kind of push everybody down a little bit, some of these young arms that – are starters as far as how they've come up through the minor leagues. If they're not going to make this rotation, are they destined to, to just remain starters in the minors for now to keep those innings going? Or could some of those guys challenge to have a roster spot but in the bullpen? No, I, I do think that they will end up, you know, continuing to start. We're, we're looking, you know, primarily at Aaron Blair and Matt Wister when we say this uh, from an immediate standpoint. Um, yeah, I think you've got to continue to have these guys start. You do have enough other options to fill your bullpen. And, and you know, I, I think along with wanting to find guys that they eat innings, uh, maybe be a little bit more uh, consistent than Whistler and Blair were, certainly but last year, uh, you could go out and get these veterans. But at the same time, I don't think, you know, it works for 2017. You just have to hope that what you're doing – for immediate results, um, you know, along with motivating Whistler and Blair, maybe giving them a little kick, kick in the rear, just saying, hey, look, nothing is given in this game. You have to work and earn yourself, uh, earn a spot back here. You're also, you know, maybe you're, you're winning more games this year with these guys than maybe you would have with Whistler and Blair, but, but you have to remain cognizant of the the, uh, the big picture, and, and you have to hope that what you're, 
what benefits 2017 doesn't tender 2018 when if you need some of these guys, uh, you know, Whistler and Blair, that when they come up, they, they start going through some of the growing pains that maybe they could have gone, you know, continued that process this year. Um, and, and, you know, the reason it would be more detrimental is, you know, obviously this is a team that, that's trying to get better every year. 2017, they have some optimism for 2018. They, they definitely want to be in the, in the playoff picture. So you hope that w- what you do to benefit 2017 with those starters doesn't hinder uh, or prove to be a detriment for 2018. Yeah. And I mean, they've certainly shown that there is still work to be done as far as the minor league level, I think with these guys and, and you thought Whistler was maybe going to be a guy that was solidly in the rotation that hasn't quite developed. He maybe he will be, but, but Blair certainly some work to do as well. And all those other young arms, you feel like if if all those young arms are together in the minor league level too, they that that maybe isn't a bad thing for these guys to to go through stuff together and be able to share experiences. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's it's uh, you know it helps to be able to lean on a guy. And those two guys are pretty close. They're they're good friends and and they can push each other. But at the same time, you, you have to wonder if uh, you know. I've heard it time and time again from from. Uh, you know, the, the guys that have gone through the process, you develop at the minor league level, you truly learn uh, at the big league level. Um, yes, you learn what you have to do to get to the big league level uh, at the minors, but sometimes I, I think it's it's more of a, a live and learn process. You've got to be there uh, and do it there at the big league level to, to truly, you know, whether you know whether you truly are ready to, to stay there. It's uh, it's not easy to get there, and it's even even harder to to stay there. So, um, you know, not not only do you have Blair and Whistler fighting for you know maybe some time this year, but by this time next year, uh, you and I are going to be talking about how they're they're fighting to stave off a uh, Newcomb or Freed, uh, Patrick Weigel, you know, because this this next wave is, is coming, and uh, all three of those guys will probably be at least deemed big league ready by this time next year. Yeah, a lot of arms on the way. Our talk of the bullpen uh, skewed a little way, little ways into the uh, rotation again, but that's what happens when you have all these young arms, I think, Mark. But great stuff, and, and spring training will certainly be interesting to see all these arms and how they are this year after, after what you said, a lot of them coming so far in 2016, the Ramirez's and the Cabrera's, uh, to see if, if they can jump off from where they left off in 2016. That'll do it for this edition of MLB.com Extras. It was our Braves edition with Mark Bowman. I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.